What up, raghags? This is your host, Shawnee. Before we get into it, we have a huge giveaway from Grace Goodwin. Five ebooks and five signed physical copies of their latest book, The Last Starfighter. Make sure you head to our IG to enter. Good luck, raghags. And thank you, Team Grace. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another alien and sci-fi romance. Today, we are talking Made It to the Vikings by Grace Goodwin. I'm your host, Bridget. With me is my sweet, sweet co-host, Shawnee. Hello, Shawnee. Hi, Bridget. It's good to see your face. It's good to see your face, too. You guys, Shawnee was taking beautiful photos of herself in a cute, cute outfit and didn't even send them to me right away. And I was like, are we even friends anymore? I know, Bridget. I know. But to be fair, it was on my like my professional camera, so I don't even have them right now. I actually don't. I only saw them right when I took them in camera. I got to get them out. But I'm going to send you the first one so that, you know, I could turn you okay. on. I want to turn well, you as on long a little as it bit. Oh, <laughs> as long as it wasn't a little cell phone selfie, I'll accept that it was on your pro camera and you have to download that card. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I know that can take a literal year to download photos because that's how I am. That's, what, that's why I don't like to use my professional camera because I'm like, I know I'm just like not going to upload these in the next month. Yo, one of the saddest things I uh, I found out, my sister was taking iPhone photos and doing like an amazing job editing it through like five different editors doing these like super editorial looks all from her iPhone. And then she got a professional camera and then it all stopped. Like it's just like, and I keep telling her like, pick up your camera again. I don't care. Give me iPhone photos. I don't care. Just yes. do it. Just do it. Do it. You know? yeah. So much easier when it's on your phone because then you like immediately post it and yeah, it's much more convenient. Oh, you know, we also have our producer Jane here. Hi, Jane. Hi. Um, Hi, Jane. I'm having a really, really, really good day because Shadow and Bone just got renewed for a second season. Yeah. I am thrilled. Currently doing a rewatch of season one in honor of season two being greenlit. I'm very excited. That's dope. In case you guys are wondering, me and Jane are going to talk about season two because also Sweet Jane is going to stay on in the fall. Yay. We're very excited about that. We're very excited about this. We don't want Jane to ever leave us. We're like, we're like super never. overprotective parents, I feel like, at this point. Yes. <laughs> like, Jane, never yes. leave. Um, <laughs> also, I want to give a super duper shout out to our patrons. So, Jolene, welcome. Welcome to the welcome. Rag Hag game. Christine, hey. welcome. Number one Rag Hag hey. right now. Okay. Boo and, from our northern border, Canada. You know what I'm saying? And then, Nisi girl, did you up? Did you up your game with us? Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the support. Thank you for hearing us and seeing us as we're out here doing this Lord's work. We appreciate y'all. Welcome to the Raghead Game. Yes. If you guys want to join the Raghead Gang on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance. Remember that we are explicitly awesome and you have to type it in or go to your show notes and click the link. If you try to search for us on Patreon, you will not find us. I am super excited. You guys, I recognize patrons that I'm really behind on all these fun reviews that I'm supposed to be giving you, and I apologize, and they are coming at you over the next few weeks. Get excited, because there's going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes content and a lot of extra reviews. Yes. And look for uh, Bridget and I. We're going to do a hangout in the Facebook group, our super-secret Facebook group. So uh, look out for that, because it'll be happening. Yes, and come hang out with us and chat with us. IRL as you can be in these times. (laughs) But one day we will be for real in for real in real life 
and doing live events and that will be so fun yes we will all your beautiful faces yes we will and we will be so extra to see your faces in real life i think that's gonna be like the dopest thing ever about this whole thing i'm just like so excited to meet people but also am i the only one who's like super awkward in real life now like like i can't look people in the eyes anymore it's gone Mm. i can't i feel so awkward i get super giddy when i'm hanging out with people like like a fan, like I, but I fangirl yeah. for like everyone I meet. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Like my massage therapist. Every time I see her, I'm like, thank you, thank you for taking me in to do this massage. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> one I'm thing like, I, I totally agree. I feel like I get way too overexcited to like talk to people. I'm like, oh my god, you're not in my core family unit that I've spoken to over the last year. <laughs> Tell me all about your life. This is so exciting. But also, I feel like. Uh, I'm not used to controlling my facial emotions anymore in public because I've been having a mask on for so long so I have to remember to lock it up. Yeah. And then the other thing is I... But the other thing I'm excited about is that people now respect your personal boundaries and aren't, like, trying to hug you all the time. And so I actually like that people, like, stand a little bit further away from you and they don't try to, like, reach out to touch you or hug you so that then you can, like, choose to have that interaction with a person that you're choosing to if, if that's the case but I met someone today and I was like hi and we like stood a respectful distance apart and like didn't feel the need to touch and I was like oh this is wonderful it's my dream it's it's my total yeah. dream and I'm a hugger more than you are but I also like to like be choosy about who I'm you know I- touching I just like that the communication is there right like it's normal to be like hey uh, do you want a handshake like do you want a hug? Do you want a fist pound? Like, the, now everybody's doing the thing I was doing before the pandemic, which is like just asking what people's boundaries are ahead of time before just doing a thing. <laughs> well, speaking of pounding, I think we should take everyone to Pound Town because this book was full of the fuckery and I was not mad at it. Oh, that was slick, but I love that. That was slick. Thank you. Thank you. Are you, right. you, are you ready to get into this? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's get this shit popping. <laughs> Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Romance. All right, you guys. As I said, we're talking Made It to the Vickens by Grace Goodwin. And this is part of a series, book number eight of the Interstellar Brides program. You guys, they have a godzillion books. They have Interstellar Brides, The Beast. They have Interstellar Brides, The Colony, which is like cyborgs. They have Interstellar Brides, The Virgin Brides. I mean, they got a whole different, there's like, there's a little bit for every flavor. We got to interview the authors behind Grace Goodwin. And one of the things I really liked is that they were talking about how, you know, if if three dudes isn't your thing, that's cool. You could do a pair bond. If a pair bond isn't your thing, you could find one guy or one cyborg who you need to like teach how to be human. If that's not your thing, you could find someone who goes beast mode when he's fucking you and he grows <laughs> while he's inside you. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit for everybody and I really appreciate that. So obviously we're in sci-fi romance, alien romance. Shani, tell us a little bit about the narrator. Um, I love the narrators. It was uh, BJ Potsworth and Audrey Conway. And I love them. I thought they did a great job. Superb. Um, yeah. I mean, it was funny because sometimes, like, I listen so quickly that I can't tell necessarily if the narrator's good or bad. It just, it delivers and it's great. But I actually, at some point, stopped and slowed it down to just listen to them at a normal speed just so I could make sure that I was really, like, oh, they were really good. But they are really good. So thank you, uh, BJ and Audrey. I still think it's crazy that you can even like remember anything when you're listening at like 2x speed or 3x speed. 
I mean, I talk really fast, as maybe you guys have noticed, your listeners, but when Shawnee's listening, it's like little chipmunks <laughs> talking so even faster than me. You know, uh, when you get the book, like an audiobook off of like NetGalley or one of these other places that gives you like a pre-read of it, there's no speed mm-hmm. control. You just have to listen at the pace that it comes. Oh, and this is my nightmare. This is like, <laughs> I will sit there and go like, I hate this book purely because they're talking so slow. I just, I can't oh. do it. But when it's like on 2x speed, I'm like, ah, thank you. I mean, I listen at like 1.2, maybe 1.4. I've listened if the narrator was like an especially slow talker. Mm-hmm. And 1.6 was as fast as I went. And I was like, I got to slow down because like <laughs> I'm losing all the emotion behind like what's happening. <laughs> so I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I mean, I obviously read that like... I read fast, so I'm sure some people are like, how do you read so fast? But you listen fast, girl. You got a fast listen. I do. I do. And and it's like a it's like a muscle too, because sometimes I can listen I can't listen at three X, but if I've been listening to books consistently, I can like every time up it a little bit. Like I start at two X mm-hmm. and the next book I might get two point two and the next book I might like two point four. And so I get to that three X and when I'm there, boy, I'm flying. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. The only thing is I slow it down for the sex scenes. When the sex scenes come, I'm like, mm, let's put that we'll put that at one one point five. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from you. Um, I actually thought this cover art was like a little bit hokey. It's like three like males, one female sort of in between them. They got like the kind of blue moons behind them. So you get the sci-fi vibe. But I actually thought it was like fairly. Am I? Do you have a different cover than me? Oh, I have a different cover. Yeah, I have a different cover than you. Tell me about your cover. Which I I, I agree in terms of like. this is an older version. I I didn't care for this cover. Like, so the cover is fine. It's a girl. Um, it's her back. She's holding like some sort of alien laser gun in her hand, looking at like three moons, um, or overlooking okay. like a landscape or whatever. I'm like, this cover tells me nothing about what I'm about to get into in this book, really, other than she has this one laser gun, which she doesn't even shoot a laser gun really in the story, but like tries to wrestle it away from one of the guys at a certain point, and and he gets shot, like. But but it's not like she has a laser gun as part of her like repertoire that she's holding all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like this gives yeah. me, this gives me the impression that she's a warrior of some sort and like a fighter of some sort, and that's not what the what she is. I do really like what she is, but this is not what she is. So and also I never get mad at three alien chests muscles on the cover of a book. I'm just. I just say it. It's not even, you only see like one arm and one chest and like, it's not even that sexy because there's a lot of like blurring behind the words and stuff like that. So it's actually, it's not what you're imagining, unfortunately. So anyway, so I I would say the cover does not accurately depict the heat and the story. I agree. I totally agree. Okay. But let me dip into the synopsis real quick so you can know what we're talking about. So, Sophia is a human woman who has been sentenced to 25 years in jail and got set up by the Italian mob on Earth. And she decides instead to go into the interstellar bride program to get matched rather than spend 25 years in jail. So she gets matched to Vican males who claim in sets of three, not singles, and she actually gets transported there. Um, but on her way during the transport, she gets uh, 
sent to the wrong place because they think that she's the queen of Vicken, the human queen of Vicken, and they want to kill her and her baby. And um, so all three of them have to come and like rescue her, even though she sort of rescues herself first. So that's kind of where the story begins. Mm-hmm. I would like to... I don't know where I want to start. I want to start many, many, many places. Shani, <laughs> do you have a preferred starting point? Otherwise, I'll start out with... Well, I'll start okay. with where it starts. Um, I liked okay. very much that in the beginning of the book, it starts with her saving herself. Like, mm. felt like I felt like that's strong. I I, mm-hmm. it, I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed that she was like, fuck, I can't stay here. I don't know who else is coming. I don't know what, yep. what's out there in front of me, but I'm going to tra- traverse this place. And I like that she hit herself up on a tree and tried to do yoga breathing not to get caught. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that set yeah. the tone for her, for giving her a bit of strength uh, for, yep. like, me to connect with right off off the bat. So I, I okay, like that. Okay, but before, I totally agree with you. I'm on the same page. However, you skip the actual beginning of the book, which is her in her interstellar matching program, Sex Dream. Oh, and so let's visit Bridget's Sexy Corner for a moment as Rewind. I read you how this book starts. <clears throat> Bridget's Sexy Corner. You still need to make me a jingle. I will. I'll make it for Okay. This is how the book starts. Yes. Again, more, please. I'd forgotten I still held their cocks, both remaining as thick and hard as if they hadn't just come. They shifted, their cocks slipping from my fingers. The man between my legs pulled out. More, I begged. I sensed them shifting on the bed, moving so that a different man was between my thighs. I was flipped onto my belly, a hand about my waist, pulling me back for the next man's cock. Yes, more, the deep voice said, always. I whimpered as he filled me, collapsing as my body convulsed in another orgasm, my pussy rippling over his cock. And I was like, ahem, <clears throat> Well, what a wonderful way to start a book. <laughs> So all of these books in the series, almost all, there's a couple that are outliers, but for the most part, all the books in the series start with them in their matching program or sometimes the male characters in the matching program. So basically what happens is they put them under and it's like their subconscious and the computer program like filters through all of the different scenarios of different alien matches to find what their subconscious like latches onto and is attracted to. And then you basically get put into the memory of a previous couple. And, and then like, that's how they determine who your match is going to be based on like how you react to, let's say a dominant male or how you react to a really sweet lover or how you react to two people or three people or, or et cetera, et cetera. So, like, I highly recommend the series in general. Yep. Obviously, you're going to know this by the end. But, yeah, they all start out with quite the bang. Not only do they start off with quite the bang, but I, I just feel like Grace Goodwin is a step above. They're they're top-notch, like, at, w- at top what notch. they do, right, in this genre. Like, yes. I think people try to reach for them and to touch them, and they can't because yep. there was just a subtlety about this book and also a juiciness mm-hmm. about this book that I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot the, how much the, I, I the love eroticism and the like, the dirty talk. The dirty of not talk. Not only like each character, but the way that each character talks about the other characters. So like, she in her mind is thinking about the other guys, but there's three of them. And so the way that they each not only talk about what they want to do to her, but about what the other guy is about to do to her too. Yes. 
fire. Fucking so, fire. So fire. And I also, <laughs> like, one of the things that I liked about the the three guys is that they were so supportive of each other mm-hmm. it, throughout the book. I didn't really feel, even when, when one guy was like, you know, oh, they already had their time with her. This is my time. It wasn't like he was resentful of the other one's time with mm-hmm. her. He was just like, I'm going to put it down and make you not forget me. Like, that. You know, but it didn't mm-hmm. have to do with the other guys. Yeah. Um, and so I liked that that wasn't an issue in the book, you know. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And there was no, like, argument of, like, who's going to fuck her first? Like, who's going to, who gets to do, the, you know, like, they, no. it's like they already knew. It was like a great dance they ballet. They did already know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked that there yeah. was no emphasis on the fu- who's fucking first, because I feel like that's, like, one of those things that, you know, that guys always that you always hear about and it's like a pressure or a shame that's put on girls it's like oh you've been fucked already by someone or i have to be the first one to be there like you know mm-hmm. and it's like nah man this pussy can stretch for everyone we, we all gonna fit we all gonna fit we, we take turns fit. we got one of the guys is like it's fine well sometimes we'll fuck you one at a time and sometimes we'll all fuck you at the same time you have three holes and i was like oh you tell it to her you tell yep. her what's up yep <laughs> Sesame Street I, <laughs> number of the yeah. day three. I ah, <laughs> you wrong for that. You're so wrong for that. Oh my god, I completely agree with you. I liked that they had their own bond prior, so I don't think the book would have worked for me if they didn't know each other. The guys, yeah, but the fact that they were already a unit and they already had been through all these wars together and they already completely trusted each other and had faith in each other, I think made it really easy to believe that there was, like, no jealousy and that they were, like, happy for each other. And also that they inherently knew just because they had fucked other people together at some points or they had just, like, been friends for so long. Like, they inherently knew, like, Gunner was going to be the dominant one and tell everyone what to do, when to fuck, how to fuck. Like, Rolf was going to be the one who was going to, you know, break the ice with her. Like they left her alone with him at first because he's like the easygoing one and the kind one and the one who's going to like ease her into it and answer her questions. Like Eric is the one who's going to like, you know, take her in the ass because that's what his, like that's his thing. And he's the one who's going to like show her off, never let anyone touch her, but he wants to like fuck her in front of everyone so they know that she's his and stuff like that. So like I liked that they already had that bond. So she's like getting to know them individually but also as like a unit versus like three separate people and then they're all having to get to know each other too i think that would have been too much yeah the story i feel like it let you get i mean this was like five hours on audio um Mm -hmm. it let you get into the story very quickly quickly without Mm -hmm. like needing a whole bunch of backstory you got a little bit of backstory about them and Mm -hmm. how they're connected and then you're like oh cool i believe it let's go (laughs) let's keep going um totally so I totally like that. I liked in the beginning when she's she's run away and they're looking for her and like Gunner is like sitting under the tree where she's hiding, but he pretends like he doesn't see her um, so that they can get the queen there because he knows she'll feel more comfortable with the queen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the queen's yeah, another human. Yeah. I was like, that's a, that's a very, that was like a very sweet moment. And that allowed you to yeah. get a sense of for his, you know, his personality and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. there, I, I'm I also s- liked in that scene, I have another sexy corner in that oh, scene. Sex me, Bridget, sex Wallet, me. Wallet also was very sweet that he did that and very respectful of like her mental state. Like she just got sent to this alien planet. 
This dude tried to kill her. She killed him to get away. She's run through this like crazy forest that she's never seen. She's drinking the water, hoping she's not going to die <laughs> from drinking the water. She climbs a tree. Three huge dudes come. He ends up having the same tattoo as as one of the bad guys because they're both master dominants at this BDSM club. So she thinks he's in on it and all this stuff. So, But my favorite thing is like instead of just sitting under the tree and waiting, he's like – you know, at, like egging the other guys on to tell them like what they want to do to her and why they're excited. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what he's saying to them. He's like, you sector one men love to show off your mates, don't you, Eric? You probably want to walk her naked through the courtyards, settle her on her knees, spank her and fuck her with all of Vic and United watching. I said, Eric glanced to Gunner, still at ease at the base of the tree. It took him a few seconds, but he caught on, sighed. God's yes, stripped bare, she will come awake beneath our hands as a crowd gathers to admire her body. Her nipples will tighten into hard little pebbles, and her pussy will weep with desire as Gunner holds her hands behind her back. Rolf, you'll have your head between her thighs, feasting on all that sweetness, and I'll adorn her nipples with clamps, little gems dangling from them. You'll tongue her until she begs, but she'll wait for permission to come. Gunner grunted his approval his free hand adjusting the large bulge in his pants. I'll make sure she's mindless with pleasure before I let her come. Eric agreed. And when she does, I'll fill her ass with my cock. And I was like, and she's in the tree like sweating like, yeah. oh, good Lord. She's like, I'm trying to, like Shawnee said, like doing yoga breathing. I'm trying to stay quiet. But she's up there like getting all aroused. And she's like, I don't know. I shouldn't be getting aroused. These are bad guys. Like, what's wrong with me? And I was like, not everyone would become aroused if someone was talking about you like that at the pace hell, of the tree. You're like, hell, fucking yeah. I need someone talking about me like that. Shit. I know. Oh, I know. gosh. I, Even uh, if it never happens, it's just like the fantasy of the whole thing. It is. It's great. all about the brain. Like, And that's the thing is like, yeah. if you can capture, I think that's the one thing that's not emphasized to like men in our culture. Because I, I do feel like even if like, I feel like, if it's two women, right, lesbians, I think we understand how other women's brains work. So, like, if I was doing it with a girl, I would fucking capture her brain. I would talk so dirty to her that she didn't know what the fuck was coming her way. Like, she, you know what I mean? And, like, but guys watch porn, and I don't think it emphasizes capturing the brain, you know? No. I and, think it's like, can you fly in the clitoris? That's yeah, all they're That's there. all they're told. Now mash it. You found it. Now mash it to death. Like, you know what I mean? You know, and I like, I very much want to dominate women. Like, so I'm in kink, I'm considered a switch, right? I like both, but I really like the idea of dominating women because I think that I could do a really great fucking job at that. I really I'm feel sure like could, I could get, I think you'd be get her wonderful. wrapped in all sorts of bullshittery. It makes me excited mm -hmm. to think about it. Like, I've never done it, but in my brain, I can picture it really well. And I'm also pretty sadistic. So, like, I like the idea <laughs> of, like, just, like, torturing someone in that pleasure space, you know? Mm. So, anyways, I I was here for this book. I felt like this book was written just for me. Like, I really felt <laughs> like... <laughs> She was like, Shawnee. especially because of all the seed power, because you love the cum so much, First and their love, cum is so they have like quote. magical that alien jizz, <laughs> yeah. and basically like they like wipe the tip of it on her nipple, and like she orgasms immediately. So it's like yes, it has like, a powerful pleasure response. Yeah, that's and my then quote. When she's getting it from all three of them, she's like, she says at one point. Uh, no wonder Leah, who's the human queen, was happy. These Viccan warriors were going to fuck me to death. The last orgasm Eric gave me had me practically blacking out. And I was like, 
I mean, that sounds so nice. It sounds <laughs> so, so nice. Have one you- guy gets tired, the other one steps in until the first one is recovered. Yes, Everyone has I- magical sperm to make you orgasm a thousand times and make you addicted. I think this all sounds great. It all sounds great. So so my favorite line of the book was, <laughs> he was circling his fluids onto the long, elegant line of her neck, up and down over her frantic pulse, and I could see his essence seeping into her skin. Her body taking it like a flower in a parched desert. And I was like, yes, I, just, <laughs> I like, I like that. That's, that's very much like, I, I like the visual of come on things like on body parts, on places and mm-hmm. on that sort of thing. So for me, I'm like, this is great. And their use of come in this book was beautiful. And I like how everybody adding come just took her like one mm-hmm. level up up until she was in mm-hmm. fucking subspace beyond subspace mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. type shit and, and you know it's so funny like i don't know if anybody else has this so i'm gonna say this and if you if this happens to you dm us <laughs> so <laughs> if i come really hard right so if i've held off uh, orgasming you know when you like edge right i can do this by mm-hmm. myself or with a partner but if i edge for too long when i orgasm it's so intense that i go deaf Like, I can't hear anything for, like, a solid 10 to 20 minutes. It sounds like, well, I can hear a little bit. It sounds like I'm, like, deep underwater and someone's talking, like, at me above a pool, like, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I I Googled it, and apparently it's a thing. And I'm like, does this happen to anybody else out there? Does anybody, like, orgasm so hard that they just go deaf? (laughs) I don't think I've ever gone deaf. Although I have had the thing where you're, like, you feel like you're like swimming back and someone's like, hey, are you okay? And you're like, I'm coming. I'm coming back. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm alive. (laughs) Or the one where you like, you do like basically black out and then you wake up and you're like, well, (laughs) that shit got crazy. That's happened, but I've never been like 10 minutes where I couldn't hear. I'd be fucking alarmed as hell. (laughs) I'd be like, I I fucked myself deaf. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's not. I'll tell you the first time. The first time I was definitely alarmed. All I could hear was like the rush of my heart. Like the blood. Mm -hmm. It it feels like the blood actually rushes into your head. And that's what makes the Mm -hmm. deafness. And all I could hear is like the beating of my heart. Like, All right, well, you guys, if if that's happened to you, hit us up on Instagram and you Please. can uh, tell Shawnee so she can feel like she's got a, a friend. And Yes, I, I just want to know. This got to happen to somebody else other than me. Um, but yeah, I did. Oh man, the book started off with all sorts of bangs and... Oh, and then they fucked her in the swing. Rolf and Eric fucked her in the, BD, in the swing in front of everyone. Yeah. And she to was get like, her ready for the BDSM club and to tell her all about she was going to have to go there to try to identify the bad guy. She was going to go with Gunner. And so they were like, we're going to do this to like so that you'll be at least a little prepared with what this club's going to be like. And yeah. so they like opened the curtains so that everyone could watch them having sex. And then they just put her in the swing and gently rocked her back and forth while one was in the mouth and one was it. And I was just like, yes, please. And you notice that they said during this time that like, oh, we started off slow. We started rocking her mm-hmm. just a little bit to make sure she, we knew how much she could take. And then when we mm-hmm. realized she could take a little more, we gave her a little more. And I was like, how re- how refreshing. How, how lovely is that? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you didn't just go full throttle and try to kill her. You like yeah. eased her into the whole motion so she got used to the angle. You're like, oh, let mm-hmm. me consider her pleasure and her comfort. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, she's also like, 
getting all their pre-cum all up in there and she was just like having a thousand orgasms. Which I, thought I love the idea of fucking like the cum making you just lose your fucking mind. Like I wish that yeah. existed in real life so badly. Um, yeah. There was the only, the only issue I took with this book was that I wanted more. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so the one thing that I wanted to happen in this book was uh, she ends up going with Gunner to the BDSM club. Mm-hmm. And and that was hot and steamy. And you can get, I'll let you go back to that later. Um, but <laughs> she met, she mentions like, oh, he's not here. We didn't find him today. You know, and I was like, yes, they didn't find him. That means I got to come back to the BDSM club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they go, so I thought there was going to be one more BDSM scene that was even like, like a harder scene than the, than, mm. you know, than the other one. Mm-hmm. And then when they're about to leave, then they find the guy. And then, you know, they have the fight and altercation with him. And then it ra- so the book starts to wrap up from there. And I was like, God damn, you could have fit one more BDSM scene in this book. Grace Let's Goodwin. come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we got to come back every day this week. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That scene was really hot, though. I, I mean, I in general obviously think the heat in this book was off the charts um off the motherfucking charts i'm gonna read this book again it was off the charts i got books on my charts. on my list to read and i'm gonna read this book again in a slower speed that's that's how much <laughs> i really love this book <laughs> yeah and i even thought the like so he the so the guy who ends up being the bad guy tries to basically tries to kill them because he realizes that they have found him out and then the the evil organization actually assassinates that bad guy because they know that he's the link to them. And so they kill him. And now she's like no longer in danger because she only could point the finger at him, not at anyone else. So I kind of like it because it's actually plausible and it's convenient. I enjoy when a explanation for why something wraps up is not only like, Oh, that really could happen, but also like, Oh, okay, like, and that works. Okay, great. We don't have to go into like a long, drawn out thing about it. Like, it just works. Great. Let's go get to the claiming <laughs> and all three of you having sex with it at once. Um, and like, having read a couple of these, I like that it, it, it does like forward. So, like, there, you can read, I would say, any of these as standalones. They do sort of like forward the themes. So, like, in the first Vicken book, which I think is like book three of the series, I want to say, um, it's about the queen and the three kings. And then there's this one, which is book eight. And then there's a couple more later in this series. Um, so they do all sort of like follow the same timeline. And so you the like threat to the people and whatever, you do sort of follow along as you go through these books. But by no means could you not read any of these books as a standalone. Like they for sure could just be read alone. Yeah, I agree because I read Grace Goodwin a long time ago. And I haven't read any for, you know, for a while. So reading this was like if I were picking up the book brand new. I didn't remember a whole lot about it. And I didn't need to. Like, and Mm -hmm. honestly, any flaw that made might have made me go, huh, in the book was covered up by cum. I mean, I, I. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best thing you've ever said on this podcast. Oh, any flaw was covered up by cum. That's going to be a t-shirt, Sean. That's fucking great. <laughs> That's amazing. 
<laughs> so it was, it was, yeah. And I, I, I wanted more bondage. That was probably the only thing that I would say is that I was just like, I wanted more for the bondage scene. Um, he, he definitely seemed more like a even though he's a master dominant so he's probably into all of it he definitely seemed more like a control dominant versus a, a sadist like, like tie a, them tie, say them up sadist like tie yeah. them up in crazy ways like his yeah. thing he said it like he said it at one point was like I want to break your mind like I want to give you so much pleasure that you can't take anymore and then give you more because I know how much you can take and what you need and like how to free like I want you to yeah. give me your surrender and your time like so his was more about like controlling her versus physically yeah, so there's a there's a name for that I think it's called like a sensual dominant right so it's like you have like your sadist or whatever but there's there's like and that's what I would probably consider myself is like my goal is not um I'm not like a pain I don't care to like give someone pain for pain's sake or whatever. My thing is getting them to the point where they lose their fucking mind. Like, mm -hmm. and that's what I feel like he was like too. You just want somebody just like literally mush ball in your hands, just like fucking putty. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he was good. And I thought the buildup for him was really good too. Um, Cause even when he was like, I'm not going to love her. I'm not going to love her. Mm -hmm. He's like, but I'm going to give her the best pleasure she ever had, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to take care of her. And and I'm, I'm going to, you know, which I, I enjoyed. It's like, look, I, yeah. maybe I don't have this part of me that knows how to love, but I do know how to care for some, for a person and give them the mm -hmm. things that they need. And so I was yeah. like, that's a, that's always a starting point. And I think that that's yeah. actually where love grows out of like real love grows out of caring for another human you know, mm -hmm. them caring for you and you being able to be vulnerable. And then that's actually what creates love. Like, I definitely think that until recently, we, we've talked about this, but every time people kept saying they were in love with someone, I'd be like, how? What's that look like? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, what is love? What does that mean? Because <laughs> I, I never could, I would never have said, like, I'm in love with someone. And, and so... At the point in time where I felt like, oh, my God, I'm in love with someone. I, of course, tried to quantify it because that's how my brain works. I'm a data driven person. I'm like, OK, like I feel the rush of hormones. I feel the whatever. What's this quantification of love? But the quantification for me was like someone who I want, who I was invested in them thriving and they were invested in me thriving and that we were we had each other's backs and we were homies, you know, Um but it all, it came in that order. It came like homies first and then invested in, in seeing you thrive. And then, oh shit, I think I'm in love. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this what they're talking about? Is this that bullshit? Where <laughs> like, <laughs> you want them to be happy and you want to take care of them and you no. want them to thrive. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Good times. Uh, the other thing I want to quickly mention before we uh, do any ratings is... I liked that even though one of the main points was that they would become a family unit and have children, I liked what you said earlier where there was like it didn't matter who was there first. Like they didn't care whose baby it was genetically. Yeah. Yeah. Not important. It was because it was going to be all of their baby. And like when they – she does get pregnant in the epilogue, you're, there's no like – there's none of them get like possessive over like, oh, but it's my baby. It's yeah. just like they're like we're all having a baby together, like which I yeah. I enjoyed because I was like, how annoying would that have been if they were like, 
It has to be Gunner's baby first, and then it has to be yeah. Rolf's baby second. Or like, or no. like this baby's Gunner. Like so now, who, next one's mine. You know, like right. Yeah. yeah, I also like that he was there. Like, we're fucking her so much; she's definitely gonna be pregnant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, if y'all aren't using condoms, and three of you are fucking her constantly for a month, like somebody's gonna get in there. Listen, like, something's gonna happen. Listen, you got you, special sperm. You got special alien sperm. It's making you know, orgasms, making babies. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't want the children. But if the if <laughs> if I would suffer the consequence of the children if I could have like you know a month of just un like just unabashed three three dudes who are really good at their shit vikings who just take me mm-hmm. to fucking pound town subspace mm-hmm. and and everywhere mm-hmm. else, I'd be like fine well how many babies I gotta have what we doing how is it okay. Okay. Yeah, because the thing is, it's okay. not just the honeymoon. They're going to do that for the rest of her life. Bridget, forever. Bridget, shit. The rest of I'd her life. Down. She's going to get fucked up. all day, every day if she wants to. It's also, also the, there's also the thing of like, when you're having kids, there's like four hands there now. Like, it's it's not just oh, to two of y'all. It's, there's four hands. I pass that baby four around. Four extras. There's eight you know? now. Eight for one baby. That's you know a lot saying? of people to help. That's a whole yeah, I would be like, yo, I'm in a nap, and y'all three better figure this shit. Even you with twins, saying? there's three dads, and then the mom could just be sleeping. I was saying, I'm saying, what I'm, actually, I'm a pump. the mom could I'm be having sex bottle. with the one who's not <laughs> taking care of the so the two dads get the two babies, and then yeah. you got one husband left for the fucking. <laughs> I'm just saying. All I could think of when they obviously said- when you get because they're aliens, so obviously I'm just assuming that the birth is easier and that the. Uh, because they have like all these better. Um, the only thing that would make this book like better. That, so. The only book that the only thing that would make this book better is if they had the gestational process of strange love. You know what I mean? Like you fuck all these, you fuck <laughs> yeah, all these dudes, the and then <laughs> and then there's a gestational pod that deals with the actual making of <laughs> of said offspring. Like yeah. that that sounds ideal yeah. to me. Like, I'm but sorry. you have six hands to massage you your whole pregnancy to like you know Bridget. And oh. also, like, think about it. if you're having a bad pregnancy day, if my husband could have walked by him and like, I'm really busy, but just like wiped a little pre-cum, you know, in my mouth so that I could like have a nice orgasm while he went back to work, my pregnancy would have been so much better. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like that quick, you know, or he could take me from a zero to an orgasm in one swipe of pre-cum. You know, I, and also like, I just find like, I could have like, had, had another baby, Shawnee. Could have done it. I, Probably well, not. I like three to husbands, be, maybe. I like to be rubbed, right? My my I don't know if that's a love language or not, but I like my partner to rub me, rub my head, rub my back, scratch my back, anything like like head rubs are my number one. But like I enjoy that all day long. Every day I'll put my head in his lap and try to get some rubs, you know. And if I have three dudes, I can diversify the rubs. I'll always feel loved. You're it's like a even, Labrador. <laughs> I am. It's not even like necessarily about the about the sex. It's like I I like the affection and rubs and the, the touch. cuddle mm-hmm. touch. Mm-hmm. So so like I just like the idea that like if you if I was pregnant and I'm not feeling good and you got to go to work, that's fine. Gunner. Hello, Gunner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the best part is that they communicate. So as Eric or Rolf was leaving, they would be like, Gunner, she really needs some touch today. And he'd be like, okay, I got it. No got problem. It. <laughs> and they would hit, they would talk amongst themselves about what you needed too, which yes. I think is nice. Yes. I think that's nice. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk all about our ratings. 
Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. All right, Bridget, we are back. I want to know what your heroine rating is. So, like, I didn't feel that attached to her, but I still think she was great. She saved herself, which I love. She was, like, down to clown. Like, once they, like, sort of explained the situation, she didn't, like, hold a grudge. Like, she believed Gunner. Oh, okay. Like, that's what that tattoo means. Let's go find the bad guys. Like, she was, like, wanting to help them find people. She wanted to protect the queen who she really liked, and she fell in love with the little baby princess and like wanted to take care of her as well and I liked that she loved each of them for like she saw past like Rolf's joking exterior to like that he needed to be like loved and hugged like she saw that Gunner was worried about being vulnerable like she I like that she she took them all as they were but also like had a little depth with them so anyways I was between a four and a five but I decided that I love this book so I gave her a five I I uh, support that. I support that a lot. Um, so I also gave her a five because honestly, there wasn't too much in the book that there wasn't too much to the book in general. There wasn't a whole lot for her to fuck up. I didn't think anything that she did was out of character. The only mm-hmm. thing that I might have wanted to see besides the BDSM situation was like in the beginning when she was like down to clown, like it went like, a nanosecond too fast for me. Like, I mm. I wish there had been a something in between them get clowning that let her get to know them a little bit better, like before the mm. before they started banging. That's probably the only thing where I was like, oh, that happened really fast. And I kind of wanted her to I would kind of want her to fight a little. I kind of want her to get, have a little bit of You something. want everybody to fight, Shawnee. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not wrong, Bridget. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but uh but yeah, I just I did want a little a little a slight bit of tension right there. Um, but you know what? I wasn't mad at it. Again, it was covered by cum. So <laughs> I gave her a five. I thought she was dope. I thought the writing of her was dope. And I wanted I could read a second part to this book for fucking sure and you know the thing also just a little side note to what we were talking about before the first pair the first pairing bond with the queen and the three dudes the the kid didn't matter because they were identical triplets so whatever Mm -hmm. kid they had was was their exact dna of all three dudes so that's Mm -hmm. easily like explained away so it's nice that this book it wasn't that way so that you know and they're not brothers or not family or whatever that it's three totally unrelated people who who love each other like brothers um that had that baby so it wasn't so you're not just like oh well these ones are related so it didn't matter um so i liked that 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 was present in this book uh well, what did yes. you think of gunner would i give gunner mm-hmm. well i gave them all five stars <laughs> <laughs> let's just let me just first of all gunner was obviously my favorite because he's the of the course. dom and that's my shit of course. um of course but i gave them all five stars i thought they were five stars in their own lanes right so gunner mm-hmm. five star dom you know mm-hmm. super taking care of her and all that stuff rolf and eric 
five stars on what they do. They were like a little softer and sweeter, a little more pragmatic. Um, but I, I mean, I love them all. I called them a mictres leches, baby. That's why I called them because, you know, three milks, baby, three milks. <laughs> I said they were all the mix, a mick butt stuff, a mick dominate me, and a mick make me laugh. <laughs> And this book I, was I agree. Definitely- I, I in general thought this book was a five all around. I was super into it. I've read, I think, maybe 15 of, of their books now, and yeah. I think they're all so fun. I mean, there's some that I thought maybe were like four stars. I think there's only maybe one of all those that I was like, this is a three star. For the most part, though, so consistent with how good the books are, yeah. how sexy they are. Like, they're just such a fun read. Also, they're... I mean, Shawnee says it's five hours on Audible. For all of you listeners out there, it's probably going to take you like eight. But the, <laughs> um, but they're like short enough reads that you can read a bunch of them, but they're long enough that you do get a little story. You do get a little bit more depth to the relationship than you would if it was like novelicized or maybe like 190 pages or something. Like they're substantial enough that you do get some some fun. Yeah. Um, I I also like this because this book was like, it had classy fucking, it had nasty fucking, it had BDSM fucking, it had kinky fucking, mm-hmm. it had like, it had all the different kinds mm-hmm. based on like who she was with, if she was with one of them, if she was with two of them, if she was with three of them. Um, and obviously it, with Gunner and the BDSM club. And I just in general, I mean, five stars, you guys, two five star books in this season so far. And I'm, I'm feeling good. Wait, is this our, this is our last book of the season. Five stars. Yeah. This is our last book of the season. It's five stars. On a high. It was, and it was so nasty. I said it was so gooey nasty and I loved it. I'm, I'm going to read every Vicken book that there is because. (laughs) I did read another one after this. Uh, I reread it, which I had read before and I was like, oh yeah, this is good. good." You've read more than I I like the Beast ones too. Did you read the Beast ones? Did you ever read the Beast ones, Shawnee? Yes, I read, I've read the Beast ones. I've, so I, the series wasn't this far when I read them. So I haven't read as many as you yeah. have. You've read like f- 10. I probably read well, like five, you know. I or- read, I kind of didn't do the original four or five, which I think they started out with like the Interstellar Virgins or something like that. Yeah. Or or I don't remember what the name of that series is specifically, but I read The co- the Colony is what I actually started out with, which is the cyborg ones, which actually encapsulates a bunch of the, di- so there's like Prillians there, there's, beast there there's i don't think there's any vikings there so you get to get a couple of the different ones but they're all they were all injured by the hive and then i started like branching out and i did some of these vikings ones some of the prillian ones and some of the beast ones and i personally think the beast ones are so fun because who doesn't like a beast mode man beast mode baby and then the prillians have the collars and so they can like sense your emotions so while they're having sex with you you can sense how much they desire you which then heightens your own desire and i was like well that's fun i'm enjoying that too so there's something for everyone there is something for everyone and and i like that these books know exactly what they are like the authors mm-hmm. know exactly what they're doing when they make mm-hmm. these books. They're not trying to yeah. do mega world building. They're doing little bits along each book to give mm-hmm. you more and more of the world. But like mm-hmm. I and they're like, you're here for the sex. So let me give that to you. And I'm like, thank yeah. you. Thank you a lot. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes yeah. some these books take themselves so seriously 
And yeah. you're like, you're here you're for like, the bonding. You're here for the romance. You're here yes. for the the like and, complete devotion to another being. You're here for the like sacrificing whatever you yes. have to sacrifice. And, and, like, and I gotta get to work. And I gotta get to work. Pages you know what I'm saying? Like, sci-fi so world building. Yeah, give it to me, mm-hmm. and so I can get to work. Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. this is gonna go on my quickie my quickie list because there were so many sex scenes in this book that were so good. That I bookmarked mm-hmm. them, and then when I just need a little quick, you know, <laughs> pick me up, I just this is going on the list. Time. It's perfect. A little shiny time, you know what okay. I'm saying? A little uh, may your your hand your best friend, you know what I'm saying? It's a little, <laughs> a little how's your mother? Well, <laughs> a little how's your mother? Um, Jackie Francis had my favorite review on Goodreads. She rated it five stars, and she said, "Yet another totally hot hit. Three is always better than none." And I was like, "Touche, my friend, Jackie. Touche." Uh, Rachel uh, rated it four stars on Goodreads and she said I read this one first out of the series and I really enjoyed it a lot it's a quick read which is really nice I normally don't go for multiple partners because I hate it when the male partners take turns and pass her around and pass her around like a favorite toy but this wasn't the case at all this was well done and I like that the males all worked as one rather than against each other when it came to her Mm -hmm. I actually liked her as a lead female as well she didn't whine and she was a strong character it helps to show the character strength when the males let them be that way rather than try to dominate their every being and every bit of existence. So I like that a lot. And and uh, I I felt like that's a like a really good point, right? So like in these books, I love the dominant males. That's why I read a lot of these like dominant male, you know, shifter books and this whatever, alpha mm-hmm. male, whatever. But I'm not looking for that guy to be an alpha male in her regular day life. I'm only looking for him to in be that al- alpha male in the bedroom mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. right up to the lead up to that bedroom. You know, like, girl, get your shit mm-hmm. off. I'm about to take this ass that is about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or that mm-hmm. whisper in the ear during the day, but I'm not looking for him to micromanage mm-hmm. her. And that's a lot of times where I think these books get confused. It's like, yeah. you know. It's like we want the we want the male version of a lady in the street, but a freak in the sheets. Like, exactly. I want the male version. I want a gentleman in the street but a freak in the sheets or yes. a dominant in the sheets, as it were. And a guy For to sure. me feels way more alpha when he is supporting his woman than when he's micromanaging her. That's the I don't get the sexy tingles from that. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. so yes. So I, I agreed yeah. with Rachel here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, two back-to-back five-star books in a row. I feel like it's just Christmas over here at Romance at a Glance. Yes. Yeah, I support Christmas in the summertime. Well, as we are about to roll into the summertime, we have some fun things going on. I am going to be chatting with the Boobies and Newbies podcast on our Patreon about the first Starfighter, which is the latest Grace Goodwin book. It's in a new series. So I'm very excited to get into that with her. Uh, Jane, make sure that we sent her the ebook for that. (laughs) And also, we are going to be talking about um, fantasy romance next. You guys have been sending us through some real prime series and duologies and standalones and i think we have narrowed it down to our top five so we will make sure that we are announcing all of that next week and i'm excited to get into fantasy i'm so excited for fantasy fantasy is the only season i think that i could easily do 10 episodes of and not be tired of it because there's so much to choose from in fantasy yeah and and honestly historicals and fantasies is like what i would say are my top genre so Shawnee, we're doing, well, I'm telling you, but I'm really telling the people, but I'm telling you, even though I know you know, but we're going to do five that are more sort of like 
traditional fantasy, maybe you might call it. So less in the paranormal space, more in the sort of fantasy world building space, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. More in the like uh, alternate sort of worlds, not like urban vampires or something like that. And then we're going to do five historicals for your birthday. You're welcome. Happy birthday in the summertime. And then in the fall, we're going to go into five straight PNRs. So we're talking shifters. We're talking vampires. We're talking, you know, all of that juicy, juicy goodness. You know, I support this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do another brother, Black Dagger Brotherhood book because Daniela has been requesting it. All of you guys on Instagram have been requesting it. And I know you love the B Dagger B. So we are going to probably just do book 12 because we're on book 11. So I think we might just do book 12 in the fall. I feel, like I'm gonna, I'm, I feel like I'm going to have to listen to our episodes like a recap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least a, episode 11. And just be like, where do we leave off? Where, where do we, we talk leave? about? Yeah. <laughs> do we still not care about the lessers? We still don't care we about the lessers. We just don't give a shit Never about the will, <laughs> Never will care. <laughs> but for you guys, I will read it. <laughs> oh, man. Jane, have you read any of the Black Dagger Brotherhood? No, this is the first, the recommendations are the first time hearing of them. Oh, okay, okay. We might have to have Jane read the first one so she can at least know like a little bit about the world. Also, before yes. we let the people go, I want to know, Jane, what did you think of this book? You're not oh, gonna, yeah. you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get away, Jane. You're not gonna get away. I want to yes. know what you thought of this book. Well, you know, I don't want to d- put a damper on Christmas for you guys. Um, you know, it's not fair for me to rate these books just because the baby thing really puts me off. <laughs> Um, also, what is it with all the blonde Italians in these books? Why is every Italian woman blonde? Like, there are blonde Italians. But I, that's, that doesn't matter. But <laughs> it bothers me. Also, I can't, one more thing, and then I'm done, I promise. Um, the phrase intense seed power is not one that I ever wanted to hear. <laughs> I get a kick out of just knowing what you think about these books. Honestly, because I I really enjoy the different perspective. Like because yeah. Bridget and I agree, so we're just gonna keep echoing off each other. We we have mm-hmm. slight disagreements on this or that, but I know you're coming from a totally different place, also a totally different generation. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to know what's important to you. Yeah. Um, so yes. <laughs> I think the generation thing is is big because among my friends, like the alpha male thing is has like never been a desire. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I never want to rain on your parade, which is why I stay a little no. bit quiet. No. <laughs> oh, I Jane, noticed. I was always, like, <laughs> we want you to chime in and rain, girl. That's what you're here for. Because there's, I know there's people listening to this, dear listeners, who are like, these two are fucking bad shit. I hated this book. <laughs> There's always people who have different opinions, and that's great. All right. Well, everyone then, consumes art in different ways. Because mm-hmm. that's, a, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all your subjective, what you're bringing into it. Same with this yeah. podcast. There's going to be people listen to it, and who are going to be like, I want to be best friends with Shawnee and Bridget. Hi, guys. Welcome. <laughs> and I want to, like, have cocktails with them and talk about books all day. And then there's going to be people who are like, they are so stupid and frivolous <laughs> and clearly are too raunchy, and they are shouldn't be saying this stuff in public. Like, I mean, that's a perfectly valid thing to say. I mean, that's just yeah. their opinion about our art that we're creating and our content. So I think there was the, there was someone who was like, I think, like, honestly, I think they were trying to hurt my feelings. Oh. Um, they were trying to, like, uh, uh, kind of throw someone under the bus. And they were like, oh, I really, I really— 
no, not on the podcast, not on the podcast. It was oh. about my, it was about was my like, music, what? right? Oh. It, they were like, oh, I really like your music, um, but like so-and-so really, it doesn't resonate with them. They don't really like it. And there was no need for them to include that other person in. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, I don't care. Like, if you like my music and it resonates with you, dope. If it doesn't, like, I hope you have music that does. Like, <laughs> like it's... <laughs> like uh, I don't I don't take it personal. Some people are like, "Well, you are your art." And I'm like I'm like, "Not no. really." I'm a like human I, being yes, who I makes enjoy art. it. I am not my art. But I am not like <laughs> but it, there's a detachment. There is a certain that like my art is my art and I enjoy it and I make it for the people who want to ha- enjoy it and it resonates with. I don't make it to force down people's throats who don't resonate with it. Um so I find that to be I, I just found that to be like very interesting and I was like, mm, "You I know you're trying to be my friend, but this moment tells me so much about you that there's no way I'm going to to be friends with you. Like I'm not going to continue being a friend because that that moment meant way more than that that moment looks like. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I also, guys, I know I've gotten on this soapbox before, but I'm going to do it one more time for you. If you don't enjoy a certain author or genre, please stop reading it. Don't keep reading it and rating it badly. That's not fair to anybody. Just go and read a genre that you enjoy. Don't torture yourself. If you've read four <laughs> books by an author and you still hate it, just stop. Just treat yourself to an author that you like. Yes. And also it's mean to those authors because they're writing not for you. That's obviously not your genre and that's yeah. okay. And that also, is my soapbox. I will continue to be on the soapbox for the remainder wait. of this podcast for the next 20 years. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat, I'm gonna step on your soapbox for one second, right? Make it real quick. When you rate an author, if you're gonna take the time to rate them, know that you're you are messing with their money when you rate them. Right. So mm-hmm. like some people go look at the star rating on Goodreads and they're like, oh, four stars. You know what? I'm going to buy this book. When you mm-hmm. read a book that you don't like and you rate it poorly, you are actually reaching into their pocket and changing the way people will buy that book. So if it ain't your jam, don't rate it. Read it. And you did, it wasn't for you. And you're like, this wasn't my jam, but I'm not going to rate it because it wasn't my jam. Like if it was a bad book, then rate it. And and that's the end of my soapbox right there. I agree. Yeah, you shouldn't rate a book one star because it has three males and one female when you don't like books with multiple partners. Like, that doesn't make it a bad book. That just makes you bad at reading synopsises, which are synopses, because yeah. it says it in the synopsis. So, like, either don't read it or say, like, this was not my cup of tea, but... I thought the story was still three stars or whatever, but yeah. right, rating it one star because of the actual plot, that's that's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually on Goodreads for this book, I think an earlier version of this book had a lot of errors in it. And I feel like that's a fair thing to rate when you were rating mm-hmm. a book. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. some people were like, I like this book, but there were so many spelling mistakes and errors that like it took away from the story. That's super valid. And I think they fixed mm-hmm. it since then. I'm assuming because they got this new cover and it looks like they've done a little bit of... And they, you know. they talked about in their... When we interviewed them, that they have editors who go through every single book and do the editing and stuff, so... Yeah. So, like, but that, yeah, that's valid. And that's it. That's the end of the soapbox. End of the soapbox. So you guys, that's the end of our episode. Until next time, may your books be your lover your hands your best friend enjoy yourselves this is a good one you guys this is a good one your hand you and your hand gonna get close today (laughs) i did (laughs) thanks for hanging in with us romance readers 
Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.